Finally, welcome back to the message board. Um, took a little bit of a hiatus since the Super Bowl, trying to figure out what um, this podcast was podcast was going to be, what what it was going to look like, what my focus area is going to be, and um, I think I found that opportunity as I'm, I'm partnering up um, with Sidelines, the College Sports Network, um, and I'm going to be covering more about Michigan State. It's gonna, the the podcast is going to be a little bit more focused towards Michigan State um, football and basketball mainly. Um, still continuing to have guests on. I still want this to be guest driven. Um, I don't want you guys just hearing my voice over and over again. And as you can hear specifically right now, as you can hear, I've got a little bit of a, a head cold going on, but, um, but we're playing injured as one might say. Um, also, I think you guys may have heard thanks to my brother-in-law, uh, Dylan Murray, and maybe a little bit to my other brother, brother-in-law, Nolan Murray, who you guys heard in the first episode. We've got some intro music. Um, it's fun. Sounds cool. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it, but now I don't have to uh, riff off music from from Spotify that gets us um, prohibited from from playing our our podcast on uh, iTunes. So a little bit of an adjustment there, a little bit, little bit of a change there. Um, just something fun for you. Uh, in in today's episode, um, obviously going back to the Michigan State piece and how we're going to be focusing on that. I have a really special guest, actually, um, my cousin, Christy Thalen, formerly Christy Drayton, um, is coming on the podcast and joining me to talk about uh, Michigan State basketball this season, um, how the season went overall, her thoughts on the Big Ten tourney, um, and then thoughts on you know what the ceiling is uh, for this team, how far we can go. We, uh, As you'll hear, we kind of get tricked into thinking that this team can make a run. Um, and I guess you never know. Uh, I think we've all if we've learned anything this season, it's it's we can no longer ever, ever, ever doubt uh, Tom Izzo coach Michigan State basketball team. Um, it's just not the smart thing to do anymore because when they were considered down and out and things were looking um, pretty bleak, they rise back up in three top five wins. And it's, it's pretty incredible. It's fun to see. Um, and us Michigan State fans should be should be very, very grateful that this is what we get and that our expectations are so high. So. Again, as always, I, I appreciate everybody listening in. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Please be on be on the lookout on Twitter um, at board underscore pod. Uh, you can check out Sidelines Michigan State. Um, I'll be delivering some content from from their Twitter page as well. Um, feel free to engage, reach out. Um, if anyone wants to be a part of the podcast, anyone wants to join anything, they got a specific topic they want to talk about, um, we're happy to have you. And the last, last but not least, um, Along with covering Michigan State, I'm still going to do um, what I'll call just kind of like behind-the-scenes interviews. So I, I, I want to have some fun interviews for people um, that gives you the story behind the people. Maybe a story behind the people that, that you know from Twitter. Um, or maybe it's, um, you know, as you'll hear, I'm going to have my cousin on again to talk about her experience as a high school um, athletics coach. And I think there just can be some fun stories that are told by people who, who do things um, – that we just don't know much about. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, please subscribe, um, rate, review. I think that's the first time I've said that. Um, but we're looking to move this thing forward, have, have a little bit more fun with it, um, and enjoy our time talking about Michigan State and uh, among other things. So as always, we'll talk soon. 
All right. Welcome back to the message board. Um, as stated earlier, um, I have a um, pretty special guest here uh, who happened to be my cousin, Christy Thalen, which is so weird for me to call you that. Um, you can call me Christy Drayton. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've called Justine my entire life. Uh, so it's, it's not the Thalen Drayton part. It's the, uh, it's the Christy versus Steen, even though you've gone by Christy since you were like 14 years old. <laughs> um, but so for those of you who don't know, Christy Drayton is a DeWitt high school living legend. <laughs> uh, uh, she is a, a teacher, um, former volleyball coach, um, former basketball coach, probably most importantly, the mother of four little boys, which God bless you. <laughs> uh, so how are you doing, cuz? I'm good. Good. Getting back to the swing of things. Get to see students full time. So yeah. When do you, when do you go back? Well, we went back January. Um, we went back full time, but the kids only went back uh, like hybrid half days. So we were in the classroom full time, but only with like half of our students at a time. So Monday, actually, just two days ago, we started full in person five days a week. So I now have 30 kids in my classroom. So it's a little anxious ridden, but it's <laughs> good for it, the kids. Is it better or worse? I mean, you, you have four sons under six, <laughs> right? Yes, but they, you know, Landon got to go to school for a half day and Will was at preschool. And so... I mean, it's it's better to be back, just leaning towards normalcy a little bit. So I think that's what's nice. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Get you back into a little routine, a little, routine a little bit. Um, my Keely, my wife, is you know works in the in the schools as well, but they're not back, and I don't know that they're going to go back this year because she works for Detroit Aww. for Detroit Public. So um, it's tough and it's interesting, especially with both of us working from home right now. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm locked in the basement. We get to spend a lot of time together, which is great. <laughs> well, you spent a lot of time together the past year. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, as I tweeted out earlier, um, Steiner here, Christy, sorry, is probably one of the most passionate, knowledgeable Michigan State fans I've, I, I've, I've ever been around. Um, she's one of the main reasons I even am a Michigan State fan. Um, growing up just down the street from her and then, going to college at the same time where she, she did go to Michigan state. Um, I just kind of always followed in her footsteps in, in one of the big drivers between behind why um, I am passionate about Michigan state. Uh, and we have texts going every single game to where um, she is fired up and I have to talk her <laughs> off the ledge, <laughs> uh, but that's just our relationship and the way that things go. So what I want to dig into is just kind of Michigan state season as a whole, a little bit and then kind of, funneling down into you know the big 10 tournament and then the ncaa tournament what the expect expect expectations are um, and then finish it up with some just kind of like random quick hitters about michigan state basketball um that that i hope you'll like so with that being said when you look at this season obviously it's not what anyone expected obviously there's been some some downs and um some significant highs right yeah um, i just want to get like your overall feeling towards the season and what you've been thinking kind of on and off throughout this crazy time well I mean I was disappointed just because Michigan State basketball always just makes me so happy and I take such pride in it and I think we've been uh, pretty uh, lucky the past 20 
two years consecutively to never worry about getting to the NCAA tournament and took that for granted. Uh, but if you, once I look at, you know, listen to some of Izzo's post game conferences um, and digging a little bit more into what they've been through, I think my disappointment turns down a little bit. Um, yeah. Especially now, like seeing my students back at school and just, you know, I have little kids. I don't, which is a little bit easier, honestly, during a pandemic than it is the college kids and the older kids. And I just think about what they've given up to even play sports. Um, and I losing Cassius and Xavier, I don't think people realize really how much, how huge they were. And not even having an NCAA tournament last year at all. Right. And they couldn't do anything in the summer. I mean, very small. Izzo couldn't do hardly anything. There no scrimmages. So you got a bunch of young kids. Who, I mean, not young, but they weren't like, you know, big time besides Aaron Henry. Yeah, I mean, well, they, have one, things. They, they have one senior, right? And yeah. Josh Langford. And he hadn't played in two years. Exactly. And so, and he's, I mean, he's, he's coming on, but he hasn't been. You know, beginning of the year, he was half the player he used to be. Now he's, oh, you know, yeah. three three quarters of what he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's getting back there. And you hear Izzo talk about his leadership and how important that is. But another thing about leadership is like you got like to be a leader at some point, like you got to perform. You know? Uh, yes. And, absolutely. And, and and he was just very inconsistent early in the year, um, but now that he's you know performing and playing better, you know, people started to follow that. Um. And I think he has more confidence in his playing, so he feels like he can voice his opinion. Yep, yep, when yep. you don't perform, you can be a leader, but a different kind of leader. When you show up, you can be a different kind of leader. Yep, yep, exactly. And the one thing I want to go back to is what you mentioned about, like, losing Cassius and Xavier. And, like, yes, obviously they lost two NBA players, and, and Cassius Winston, arguably, you know, a top three Michigan State basketball player ever, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but – the one thing that I think maybe goes overlooked is that for three years, these guys played a very specific way that was always <laughs> focused around Cassius Winston. Right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had to come and learn how to play essentially a, like a different way to play basketball. Yeah. Cassius created for them. Yeah. Cassius created all their shots. Cassius drew the defense. Cassius drew the double teams. Um, and they didn't have that. They didn't have a playmaker this year that got shots from what the point guard's job was. Right, and, and not to say that they're they're you know they're bad players or anything no. like that, but no. that's just that's just the way that it was. And Izzo's mm-hmm. always going to, and it took him a while this year, but he's always going to ride his best players. Um, he's finally gotten there, I think, with saying, "Hey, you know what? Aaron Henry's our best player. We'll give you the ball. Go win it for us." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it was with Cassius for a long time. And guys needed to figure out their roles and having that um, break in the middle of the season really, really hindered oh, that, you know, huge. And you have to remember right before the season started, Izzo had COVID. He couldn't be in there. Right. He was isolated. So that's even like leading up to that. They missed out on, you know, 10 straight days of isolation where he could not physically be in practice. Yeah. So, I mean, we're coming up with like, you know, when you're watching a game, you're sitting there like you don't think about these things, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. just think about like why someone didn't, why someone, you know, Marcus Bingham, how did he miss a block out or miss a know, dunk? Miss a dunk, my God. Um, Got man one though, so that was good. Yeah, that's good. He played. He's been playing really well the past few weeks. Um, but 
like you don't think about that during the game. So it, it, it sometimes it takes a, a little bit to take a step back and go, okay, like I understand. And then you, like, we've just started to see the progression that like, Oh my gosh, they're playing better. Even, you know, when we were texting during the first Michigan game, when they kind of, you know, they got beat pretty good, but like, I didn't think and you said this, like you didn't think they played that bad. No, I didn't. I think they battled. They really did. They couldn't get shots to fall. They battled. Yeah. And then the confidence went away. Yeah. And, and I mean, it wasn't perfect by any means, but no. if, you know, if that would have, Earlier in the year, it wouldn't have been a bad like they, like you said they 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 wouldn't have battled, um, they wouldn't have played as hard. And I mean that that loss they played better than they when they beat Nebraska barely. A hundred percent. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. So like I want to get your opinion on some things. Is if you look back at this season, what are just like a couple of things that you may have you you would have wanted to see change earlier. Um, I mean, I'm an Izzo guy. I think he's one of the best of the best. I think he just knows how to develop people and I'm all about tough love. You know what kind of coach I am. So I think Izzo does it right. I do. I think he knows how to coach his players. Um, but I do wish with the different personnel we had, maybe throwing, I mean, our defense, if you know now, like if you looked at the stats, we're the best defense against three point uh, percentage right now, which I can't believe. Right. It always seems like some dude is going off for four, at least in yes. the beginning, like some guy was going yes. off for 40 and like making everything. But but we struggled to have any kind of offense because we didn't have a point guard. So we needed to create offense off our defense. So why not throw in a zone once in a while? Why not throw in a half court trap? But I've said this about Izzo for years and I, I never know what his answer is because, you know, Shashevsky's done it, and, you know, because Beheim got him to change. And I just didn't. Why could we not create something off of our defense to get us some offense? Because we could not create on our own. Yeah, I, I totally agree with it. And, like, there was a few weeks back when it looked like there was no shot at the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Or it looked like it was kind of, like, you know, on the bubble teetering a little bit. My thought was, like, okay, this team can't score. Why don't <laughs> just for the sake – like, I, I know Izzo's always playing the long game. Always playing mm-hmm. the long game. Like, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not necessarily even looking at March. I don't even think he was looking at March, like, back in – you no. know, You know, when they got stomped by Rutgers. I think he's by like, 30. you know what, I'm looking to – you know, a year or two from yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. How, how am I going to make Rocket Watts, the, you know, the best senior point guard in the country, you know, two years from now? Like, I think, I literally think that's what he was thinking. Oh, I do my, too. my thought process there was like, you know, for the sake of the tournament, for the sake of just getting there, why don't you just muddy the game up, go full court press? You're playing at that time, he's playing 11, 12, 13 guys. Yes. Like, just if you're going to do that, just press the hell out of people make the game absolutely insane and go from there. Clearly he knows more than I do because he yes. did it his way and it worked. Yes. Um, but but that, Always. That, yeah, that, that was just kind of my thoughts. And the other thing is like, in, in, as I mentioned earlier, he kind of has come to a realization that, okay, I have to play my best athletes and I have to play my best players and I have to give the best players a ball and just say, Hey, go ahead. Right. So mm-hmm. we're seeing more Gabe Brown who I think we would have seen more, but, you know, he got COVID and, and it was like a, a tough transition back. But we're seeing more Gabe Brown, who's been playing really, really well. I mean, defensively, he's been really good, rebounding really well, uh, making shots. His three-point percentage, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it's way higher than people think. It's like, yes. You know, it's like 44 45%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, he's as much in times that Rocket, like, shouldn't even have been on the floor because he was playing so poorly – he's still stuck with him and he's saying, you know what? You're still my best option at point guard. And 
there was times I thought he, I, I wish he would have played, like let him play through that more. But like coming off last game, it looks like he's got him there, you know, and that confidence is back. Yeah, and I do think that I don't even know if you know if you watch like the post game and stuff, and it, it's more about it was about Rockets defense that why he didn't play. I mean, yeah, he made turnovers, and I think Izzo would have let him make more mistakes. But Izzo said he lost his tenacity on defense. Like, quote, that's what he said. And he benched him that last 17 minutes because he didn't die for a loose ball. Right. So, I mean, is part of it because he couldn't man up and D up on people, too? Yeah, I mean, he, he, was, he was clearly letting his offense, you know, affect his defense. Yeah. And Izzo's just not going to let that happen. No. And Gabe, they did say, um, Gabe Brown, they, the long-term effects of COVID, they were trying to give him shorter minutes even, like, lately. Oh. So I'm not sure if he's, like, you know, getting those – you know, they get those lung tests and stuff. If, yeah. Um, they're seeing something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, clearly, you know, not to get in personal details, but, you know, our family's been affected by COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we kind of can understand the long-term, long-term effects of that. So uh, – but the other thing, I mean, Aaron Henry, my God. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yep. He's really stepped up, man. Point guard to post to, I wish people would zone him the state, just stick him in the high post. Oh my God. Go to town on people. Yeah. And his ability to finish around the rim. Both is, hands. Oh my. I literally had a thought earlier in this year that I think he's actually right-handed in some way. It's like forced, forced him to shoot left hand because I mean, he, he goes to his right hand like yes. 90% of the time when he's like within 10, eight feet of the basket. He, one of the biggest things that they're saying, like, you know, he's going off two feet now. Like yep. he gets a solid base and he worked out all summer with Denzel and Gary Harris. He trained with them. And I mean that if you watch Denzel and the way that Gary Harris is, I, I mean that he went off two feet to get the and ones and to be way stronger. Yeah. And, I mean, he's. You can tell. He, I mean, you can tell he's a very intelligent guy. Just even yes. in his post game oh, yeah. post game pre- press conferences, and he's the quote man now. Oh yeah, I know. It's it's great. I think it's funny. It's it's cool to see. You know, as I get older, um, and kind of you know, kind of get removed from it. It's cool to see guys like that. You know, just grow up. Um, oh yeah. And, and you get to watch him grow up, and and all of a sudden he be he went from not necessarily a shy kid, but someone who just wasn't going to say much to, hey, I'm a leader. And like, get on my back. Let's go do this. Uh, I, I just think it's really cool to see. You just see how Izzo develops players. And he always says, I owe it all to coach. He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why, I mean, I don't know how long he's going to play in the NBA, um, but he's going to. Oh, yeah, he will. He's athletic as heck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he's, he's smart and he can defend anyone. Mm, oh, so, yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can play defense in the in the nba like there's a spot for you um, we play 40 minutes in garden some of the best guys and we give them the ball all the time right right i mean you you're know? talking about you know riding someone like yeah and he's asking for it too and that's the best part right yeah like he, he's, he's asking to be the man which which is really really cool to see mm-hmm. um and so transitioning to the big 10 tourney before we hit record you were about to go on a what sounded like a little bit of a, a tangent <laughs> about the big 10 tourney. So I'll, I'll let you have the floor and just give your thoughts towards what we have coming up tomorrow. Um, Honestly, I don't, this is just because of this way this team has the sense of urgency. I don't think is as big in maybe the player's eyes because of the big win in Michigan. Um, Maryland's on that two game losing streak. 
Um, and they got a little bit to show where I don't think this would be considered a bad loss for state. Um, I do worry a little bit about our energy coming in, but Hey, we've had a break four days and we haven't had that in what? 16 days. Right. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I'm always been like the big 10 tourney is just not, I don't, I get why they have to do it, but it doesn't mean that much to me. I don't know. You mean. <laughs> well, the, pro- the problem with the big 10 tourney is that they, it, it always Play ends on Sunday. Yeah. It ends on Sunday the last one. and it has no effect on the bracket. Uh, two years ago when we won it and still got a two seed and Michigan got the one seed and we had to face Duke to go into the final four, which we kicked their butt, <laughs> but everybody and their mother said state should have been like the, a number one seed and right. it didn't matter. Right. I mean, you win the yeah. big 10 and the big 10 tourney and oh, sorry, you're, you're a two seed. Like that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Zero sense. So it just proves that the committee just looks at the, looks at Sunday and says, I don't care what happens. Like, Absolutely. That's all. That's all that matters. And I, I feel like, isn't the big 10 the only one that has a championship on Sunday? Yeah. Now it is. Everything else is Saturday. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. just, it's TV money. It's CBS money. Like that, oh, yeah. that's, it's all it is, but um, it's pointless. So, no, it's it's really cool to win them, and it's fun to watch them. Like you know, the Big Ten tourney championship Sunday, like it's fun when Michigan State's playing. Yeah. It's fun, yes. you enjoy it. Um, but like, if they lose to Maryland, I'd like to I'd like to see them beat Maryland just because you know they they kind of got their ass kicked last oh. last time they played them, and like it just wasn't a fun game to watch. And and so I think they're going to have some motivation from that standpoint. Yes. But if they come back and lose to, they'll probably end up playing. I think they'll play Michigan. They play um, Michigan. They do. Like they're not going to care. Like at all about that no, game. No, I would agree. Nor should they. No, I totally agree. Uh, and I know that, I mean, I think they'll have a little bit of fire for Maryland. Hope, like you said, like when they went to, they went to down there, they, they shot like eight for 26 from threes. Remember they just launched up those threes because they were exhausted, which everybody was short on everything. Yep. Maryland shot 50% from the threes, of course. Yep. Um, but state just, they try to live and die by the three ball in Maryland's best, attribute is their guards they don't even have good post players right so yeah i don't know we'll try to go inside so if you look at that game i mean you put your coach hat on here um i know you haven't had the basketball coach hat on in a long time <laughs> but you put a coach hat like what all they were doing is jamming lanes maryland all they're doing it was jamming oh, lanes down yeah. line so like how do you negate that like how do you game plan against that i mean the our bigs did nothing that game. Nothing. Our bigs did, they, I mean, their evals or whatever, whatever per minute had to be negative. Literally had to be negative. And we were exhausted, which is no excuse, but we had no legs. And we started off at 11 and 0 start in the hole. Yeah. And you just saw it and it, they were, they were exhausted. And I don't even think they, I don't think that was Izzo's game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you watch in that Michigan game, they, when they move the ball quickly, and don't hold it. Like there was a one time where they swung it three or four times, three or four pick and rolls, and they got somebody in a flipping backdoor cut. Like, please just continue to backdoor it once or in a while so people stop playing the passing lane. Yeah, we, yeah, we've seen that happen like four times this year, and it's worked a million times. Like we need Draymond Green back in that high post <laughs> to, to to throw that you know um, the back screen, the backdoor cut. Or that, Kenny Goins, man, he used to dime, drop some dimes. Yeah, that little kind of backwards bounce pass, you know, mm-hmm. that those guys used to throw. Yep. I think we need to do that against Maryland because their wings are like they're lanky, you know. They're in there. They're just they're they're good. They're good. And I think I don't really know in the post who we can post up. I mean, we're just not going to beat somebody. I mean, we post up Aaron Henry, which I think we should do more of against Maryland. Yep. 
but we just don't have that go-to post that has moves. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Joey Hauser can be that guy, except for my problem with him is when he posts, he's always like 14 feet away from the basket, you know, and he, and he gets pushed out. Like, start under the bucket and get yourself within, you know, six to eight feet. And Aaron, think- Aaron Henry does that too. Like, he gets pushed out a little bit too, and, and, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe they want them to do that to create more space. But against Maryland, like you, they're going to jam everything. So you, you got to create space by getting closer to the bucket. Yeah. I personally don't think Joey Hauser can, uh, is strong enough to post up against the four yeah. if they go that matchup. That's why I think he starts off so far because he does not have the physical ability to post up in the block. Yeah, you maybe you're right. I don't know. I, everyone's been wanting, you know, I mean, I told you before the season about Joey Hauser, I watched him play. 10 times live in Milwaukee. And I'm like, when he was at Marquette and I was living there, like, and I'm like, and I was telling everyone who would listen that like, he's, <laughs> he's not who you think he is. He can shoot it. He's a really good second or third option. Um, I, yes. th- I think he can get there, you know, by yeah. the time he's done. But right now, like he, he's not what people, he, what people thought. Of and part of that's on Izzo too, because Izzo pump, you know, pumped him up too much be- before the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he needed he needed somebody like Cassius to create for him after sitting so long. I mean, he literally is a freshman coming in again. Think about it. He sat, didn't play any games, and then had COVID happen, played no scrimmages, and then we expected him to be great. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I the, the expectations were just, were just too high for him, and he's and he's hit some really really big shots lately. Um, yeah. Late yes. in games. And, yeah. Um, and he's done a lot of good stuff, but he's just not quite to where he's doing that game in, game out. Now, he also, I think, you know, tweak his ankle or his knee. Yeah, oh, I think it was season. bigger than people thought. Yeah, and I'm sure that's been bugging him. So, you know, there's a number of things that's gone wrong. But, um, and again, I think he's going to get there eventually. I just don't know, you know, from a consistency consistency standpoint, if it's going to happen this year. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what you need, what we need from him is you know, what he had against Michigan. He had nine, mm-hmm. nine points, shot really well, rebounded Five ball. rebounds. Yeah. That was like his, like one of his highs. And he, and he played like 14 minutes. Like he didn't yep. play very much. So yep. um, if, if he can do that, like, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's, that's how we're looking for. So you don't care about the Big Ten tourney. Not really, man. Are you, I mean, yeah. you're going you're gonna to have it on your classroom though, right? Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, 1130 is in between my lunch, and then it'll be my one hour. And I made it so that my it'll be projected on my screen if my kids be quiet and work quietly. Perfect. I mean, teacher yeah. of the year right there. Yeah, they don't have a choice. But if they have a Michigan sweatshirt out, they're probably just going to have to put their head down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can appreciate that. There, are there a lot of Michigan fans in DeWitt? Not as many state fans, but there's kids and they wear their stuff with pride and they have their Michigan masks. And I ask them if they want to take that off and change before they come to my classroom. <laughs> Not as many state fans, but our next door neighbors are Michigan fans. So I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a simple, simple character flaw. Um, uh yes, yes, that's all right. All right, so moving forward into the, I mean, look, NCAA tournament, right? It's as a Michigan State basketball fan, it's literally like our pride and joy. Yeah. Um, and we have yeah. every January, single, February is though. Yeah, I mean, we have every right to brag about it. Um, we have every right to talk as much shit as we want to. We've taken some lumps over the years, like that. That's going to happen, but there's no one better in the NCAA tournament than Tom Izzo. Period. Like, yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. This season has been brutal—not brutal, but I mean, peaks and yeah. valleys, right? 
Yeah. And we have been tricked into getting back to where we are every year, thinking that Michigan State can make a run. Where is your head as it relates to the NCAA tournament? Um, I think State can make a run if they start off strong. I think that is just what the first game. I wonder how many nerves there will be that worries me a little bit. Like Henry and Langford are the only guys really that have been in the NCAA tournament with, you know, I mean, Henry was, Henry was still young. Yeah. Um, and it's a different role for Langford. Um, but I think if they come out strong, not 11-0 start, you know, they even if it's just 6-6 something and, you know, they can grind it out. I just think that playing in the Big Ten this year has hopefully prepared them to make some sort of run. So what, I mean, what's the ceiling, you think, like, legitimately? Oh, oh. Oh, no, sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. Sweet 16. I can't, I mean, that, and that's stretching it a little bit depending on our draw. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, because the thing is, if they end up, like, if they win two games in the Big Ten tourney, they're going to be a nine seed. And if you're, yes. if you're a nine seed, then you're playing the playing one, the seed, one seed. playing the one in the second round. Yeah, so now, it's better not to be. No, two number one seeds who are pretty much locked in of Illinois and Michigan, they've beat yeah. us here. Yeah. So, like, they can do it. I mean, they're not beating Gonzaga. I just – Gonzaga, I think, is just even a level above everybody else in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if they're an 11 seed in the second round, they get Houston. Like, you're telling me they can't beat Houston? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm hoping sometimes it comes back to bite us if they let them play like they should let them play. And Mission State's going to out-physical people, hopefully. Yeah, or I'll foul them, right? I mean, they got four big guys. So they got 20 fouls yeah. to get. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep. I mean, you got Mighty Sissoko, like, hey, to go in there, go, like, be insane for four minutes and get three fouls. Yep. And get, yeah, yep. He got two, he had what, offensive board against Michigan? That was pretty key. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I think off a free throw, actually. Yes, I think it was. I think it was off a free throw. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he's such an energy guy. Like, I mean, he's just so raw. But if you think about it, if they make it to the Sweet 16, Denzel Valentine's senior year, probably one of the darkest moments of Michigan State is when they lost to Middle Tennessee State. When Middle Tennessee State saw, shot 73% against Michigan State, and the next round they shot 26%. Like, these teams could make it farther than Denzel Valentine, who they – with Bryn Forbes, and they were picked to win the national championship from everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's one of Izzo's best teams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Vegas when that happened. I punched the ground, broke my finger. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't know that. Yeah, I was in Vegas yeah. when that happened. It was um, not fun. No, both from no. a emotional and financial standpoint. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I think like yes, with Sweet Sixteen, I think and then that I think that would be a win for this team. That's I mean that's overachieving what people thought they could have done. Yeah, and it's such a weird thing to think that like if that happens. Every Michigan State fan on earth, or 99% of the reasonable ones, are going to be happy with that. Yes. Yes. Be, be ecstatic like that. Remember, I think it was Drew Neitzel's senior year. Oh, they, yes. they, they weren't any good, and they, like, they made it to the Sweet 16. Do you remember uh, Alan Anderson when they were seeded a seven seed and made it to the Final Four? I do. I was just like a junior in high school, and I think I got to, or junior in college, and I got tear gassed. <laughs> 
were you in uh cedar village no we weren't we just like walked out to a parking garage and a lot of people had been tear gassed and yeah but they were a seven seed and nobody ever thought they made it to the final four huh yeah i mean i i guess at this point in our lives and at this point in izzo's career like we shouldn't be shocked with anything i know um but it's it's so weird like you and i are you know we care maybe more than we should about too much. Michigan way State. too much um, way too much but it's a hobby and it's fun and it's led to me you know doing a little podcasting and, and having fun with it um but we should be like as fans who care too much like grateful yeah to, to what Tom Izzo and, and the team did to get us here um yeah we have you know another week to give a shit um yeah during a you know a, a time when you know just taking our mind away from the serious stuff going on in the world is is completely necessary you know so yes and not being able to go to the breslin's already been just like a huge thing because that's like what we look forward to like you know taking my kids to the breslin center and like yeah that I mean, game last year like with when we played michigan at home and, and the cashes went off in the ohio state game i mean those are just the breslin's rocking and so just having that gone and to being able just to sit at home and cheer from has just been a huge plus. Yeah. I mean, you living where you live 10 minutes away from the Breslin and for 15 and I mean, you go to what, 10, 20 games a year. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's awesome. And next year, hopefully, you know, you'll be back doing it. Yes. And maybe I'll get to go to a game with you. (laughs) Now that you live close for a while. Yeah. Now that I don't live six hours away. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. And again, it's just something we get to care again um we're still my, yeah my students i asked them what has you know the year mark of the pandemic that we closed school was today and i you know i asked them what has been the hardest part you know your toughest part about you know the pandemic for a year and we talked about it and they asked me and i said honestly this is really selfish i said one of the worst things was then march madness was canceled last year because michigan state they had it they had that they had that national championship and then for, the year catches went and losing his brother and my heart just hurt for him yeah you know yeah i mean that's like for you and i mark's madness is you know it's it's not what we live for but from a ho- <laughs> from, from a hobby standpoint it is right yeah yeah um, yeah we're, exactly. we're, we're we're really making ourselves like sound a little bit sad like we should get some that's other okay. hobbies dude no Mm-mm. it's a life skill to fill out a bracket so every one of my students has to do it for an assignment that's i don't care if you know know anything it's a life skill i, I agree with you 100 <laughs> percent. have you ever won a bracket second place and my brother ben that rector's pool oh that's a big one yeah that was in college it was like oh my gosh <laughs> i won one in high school um when Carmelo Anthony in Syracuse won the national title oh, because I picked because I picked him to win. Uh, when he played Michigan State at the Breslin, I was there and he just tore us apart. Yeah, because he's like one of the best scorers in like ever in the game. Yeah, um, but anyways, all right, we'll quick transition here. So I just have a couple kind of quick hits that we can finish up on. All right. All right. Um. Who's the best player you've ever seen at Michigan State? Oh, no. <laughs> best complete player? Best player. Oh, it's, that's, that's a loaded like question. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll switch it. You're starting a team, a Michigan State team. <sighs> and you, and your first overall pick. And it's got to be somebody you've seen, so it can't be magic, right? No, yeah, 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 yeah. 
My first overall pack, even though I'm not a huge, actually huge fan, which is going to shock a lot of state people, is probably Draymond Green. Are you, are you not a fan of his because of <laughs> the way he acts now? I just don't like the way he carries himself. Yeah. It just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, but, I mean, does it rub you the wrong way because you, like, you had some similarities when you were a player? <laughs> I don't – yes and no. I think he he whines a little bit too much for me. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. And, I mean, part of that's the NBA. Uh, he, he's just very, uh, like, he doesn't – nothing about him is quiet, right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do – he cares a lot about Izzo, and he gives back a lot to State, so I should – I mean, he's a good person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, I, I have my thoughts on Draymond Green. Of like, when if people don't like him, I'm who you know aren't Michigan State fans. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But you know, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yes. But he also kind of, yeah. he also kind of thrives in that role. Uh, absolutely. Some, oh yeah, hands down. Yeah, my answer. In this, I mean, it's Cassius. Yeah, that's my second pick. I pick him over Mateen any day. Yeah, I mean, I've just never seen a guy be able to manipulate, you know, the game the way he does. Like, you know, he's not great defensively. He's better than people thought. He's better than people gave him credit for. Uh, yeah, he didn't hinder people. He didn't hinder the Spartans he, on defense. No, he's he's got great hands. He's not going to stick in front, of, stay in front of the fastest guy on earth. But he did his job. Great, played great team team defense. Um, you know, he's just so calm and level-headed, and, and like oh. he just saw things that were going to happen before anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that that's my answer there. All right, we'll go to the next question. Favorite player. Favorite Cassius Winston. Is he? Hands down. I thought you were going to say Charlie Bell. No, uh-uh. I like Charlie Bell. I like Charlie Bell a lot. Yeah. But no, Cash Winston. Former Milwaukee Buck great Charlie Bell. Number 14. <laughs> um, Cash is probably, is probably my answer, too. He's just the most fun to watch. Yeah. Um, another player that I just love, and this is like kind of going back probably when I was a little bit younger, um, I would probably liked him for, for different reasons, was Shannon Brown. Oh, Sam Brown was legit. Dude, he was just a oh freak. Oh my gosh, he was so good. He was so good. Yeah, um, I actually him and Zach Randolph. Um, I forget who he was playing with, but I met him in a restaurant in Milwaukee because they were playing the Bucks, and I went out to dinner, and he was sitting at the table next to me. Um, talked to him. Oh, for, he was good. Man. Talked to him for a minute. Really, really nice guy. At least to me. So. Um, yeah, he's brought him and Cassius. Like again, I like him for for different reasons. I like Shannon Brown probably because he just dunked on everyone, and he was just super fun to watch. <laughs> and, and I was younger and didn't like probably appreciate the game in the way that I do now. Um, right, right. I also love Denzel. Like watching him play was kind of very similar to Cassius, just a different thing. Um, Denzel coming out of Lansing too is cool. Yeah, really cool for Lansing. Yeah. Um. All right. This one's maybe kind of sad here. Um, oh, how much longer does Izzo have? Oh, yeah, not much. I think COVID's really taking a toll on him. If you look at him, he just looks exhausted yeah. all the time. I'm just not sure how much his health is there. And I know him and Coach D were really good friends. I mean, him and Coach D shared a lot of the same philosophies. Yep. Not saying that Coach Tucker doesn't, um, but I, 
I think him and coach that coach D leave in and was a little tough on him. Um, I say max five. Yeah. I mean, so Steven is, has what two, he's got two more years left. That's correct. Well, three, he'll probably. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he'll take the COVID year. Steven is that one. I mean, maybe, maybe he <laughs> does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he becomes like a GA or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's a, at a minimum too. He's not leaving before Steven's no. done. I would say <clears throat> probably five. The other thing that I'll say, if he wins a national, another national title, whether and won't be this year or next, but Mm-mm. let's say three years from now they win a national title, he's done. He's out. Agree. Yep. Uh, yep. All right, then piggybacking on top of that, who's going to replace him? Oh, that's what's really sad. I don't. I. It can't be one of his assistants. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Do you? No. W- w- no. No. None of them. You know. You don't like him. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Huh? Nope. Not even. Nope. Not even Dwayne Stevens. No. Okay. Um, no. Nope. I'm sure they're nice humans, actually, because the Fife, Dane Fife's wife, and the kids go to school with my sister's kids. Oh, great people. They are. And they've got let my nephews meet Cassius and all the whole football uh, basketball team last year took me to the locker room. They were wonderful. Uh, so you're just saying someone outside the program. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I I mean, maybe I don't know if there's any like, you know, Juwan Howard. Is there going to be an alum that comes back? I mean, who, though? I know. I know. Well, the- I mean, Dave, David Thomas is the whatever, you know, uh, head of basketball operations. Would they know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just think, well, I mean, Michigan State's become a top five job in the country, yeah. right? So, I mean, they're going to have, like, I mean, you could realistically, you know, I mean, I don't think it could happen, but Michigan State could call Jay Wright at Villanova and Jay oh, Wright might listen. You know what I mean? People have said him and the Virginia coach. Oh, I want nothing to do with Tony Bennett at Michigan I'm State. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um. But that's what I mean. Like, they can go get a very, very outside of probably Calipari. And I would never, ever want him. No, no, I don't, I don't want him either. But, I mean, I was outside of, like, you know, those – there's maybe, like, four coaches who, would, who wouldn't at least pick up the phone, you know? Right. I just hope Izzo has some kind of say just because of, like, the program he's built and the integrity that Izzo has. That's just – for me being a Spartan fan, that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, I think Izzo is going to – not that he's going to make the next hire, but he's probably going to be pretty involved. I hope so. We'll see the athletic director. Yeah, whoever whoever, uh, whoever that's uh, going to be. Hopefully somebody different. <laughs> we Not enough time to get into that. Uh, <laughs> all right, because I, yeah, I really, really appreciate it. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, man, just got to bleed green. Just got to bleed green. Uh-huh. Always have a little faith in Izzo. I got to tell my dad that he's been down on him this year. So, Dad, just get off his back, man. Well, your dad just being grumpy like always. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. Of course, anytime. Um, I am going to have you on again um, very soon, and we're going to talk not about Michigan State, but we're going to talk about being a high school coach and what that, that's like. All right, man. All right.